This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined today by Joe Camp of Comstock. Joe, what are we seeing taking place on the grains? Still a bit of a quiet trade here for grain futures mixed with corn and wheat a little bit lower, soybeans a bit higher yet. We had this type of trade yesterday as well with the split finish here. Soybeans are the stronger one yesterday as well, in part uh, what we learned midday on the NOPA Crush Report, National Oil Seed Processors Association. They came out with their update on activity for soybean crush and the total for last month was a record for September uh, and better than expected. So all around really positive at the same time that soy crush went up, actually soybean oil stocks went lower and actually fell to a nine-year low here. So that's all still positive and indicative of a really robust processing margin on the soybean side. We're still generally positive too about corn ethanol and how uh, we're linked to a stronger energy market. Of course, we're watching crude oil closely as it is more volatile based on the ongoing conflict in the Middle East here. You know, we have that link to the processing end on crude oil, but also just the speculative interest that develops across the broader commodity space when you have crude oil leading the way is something worth paying attention to. So otherwise, though, quiet start, as mentioned here, we were lighter trading in terms of volume on Monday so far looking that way overnight here today, but we'll see what unfolds. Joe, yesterday's crop progress report showed 45% of the corn crop, they're done harvesting, 62% of soybeans. What do you make of those numbers and kind of where that falls in line with previous years? Yeah, uh, in line with last year, we're two points ahead on both corn and soybeans from where we were a year ago. So we knew that we'd likely be a bit ahead of a normal pace, and we are. We had a bit of a rush to maturity in a lot of areas because of the dry finish. Overall, we've only had a few uh, bits of weather disruption, some much-needed moisture, so no problem there. Uh, parking the combines for a little bit there at the end of last week and in parts over the weekend. We look ahead at the uh, two-week outlook. It's mostly clear. It looks to warm up again here relative to normal. So we look at those numbers out yesterday, and there's really just no alarm and, and really probably nothing for the market to get too excited about. If there were further delays or maybe if, even if we were a little bit further ahead uh, than what we are now that it it could be a talking point but otherwise it just continues to fit in with it being that time of the year when we've gotten past now the halfway mark on corn and soybeans of course 45 percent through Sunday I bet we're now above 50 percent on corn as we speak here with a busy day yesterday we would expect that again aligns with this usual seasonal tendency for these markets to start to get past that point of peak harvest pressure. These farmers are putting this crop away, and uh, now it's going to be on you know the buyers to get it out of their hands. And so it's this transition that we're still continuing to go through, really important every year, where we start to think a little bit less about how big these crops were and more about how are we going to use them. And, and that really puts basis in charge, watching that to lead the market here over these next several weeks, and then continuing to monitor the pace of demand, not only like we mentioned with processing ethanol and biodiesel, but of course exports and whether or not we're going to continue to see some of these daily flash sales pop up 
and some better progress like we uh, have here as of late these past couple of weeks. The export numbers have been decidedly better. Let's move over to the other side of the ag marketplace and what's happening with the livestock complex. Yeah, we see that uh, cattle futures are a bit back and forth. They were mostly lower here to start the week, and that's despite a very strong finish last week in the cash trade. You did have most cash markets climb uh, by a couple of bucks here. But if you talk about uh, live cash trading, you know, up near 184 to 186, that's right on par with these nearby couple of live cattle futures contracts. So there's no real spark for them to necessarily continue to climb here. We know we've got some back and forth concern about demand, and, and so we're watching you know, these outside markets like the stock market, you know, uh, for that matter, pretty closely. Uh, Futures for the stock indices mostly lower here this morning. So some nervousness that we're at that time of the year as we close off the summer grilling season that we might see a little bit of pushback against these higher prices. But that's still in the face of the same bullish fundamental storylines that we have for cattle, which are fed cattle supplies are tight and demand is, you know, overall holding up rather well against, say, a choice beef average that's still running more than 20 percent higher than where it was a year ago. So that's really the story um, is no different from usual supply and demand going back and forth for price discovery there. The hog's a little bit different here, you know. We think back to the uh, crop report last week, and we call it a crop report, but it does include livestock numbers as well and actually it was pretty bearish for the hogs because of what the USDA analysts revised for the pork production estimates and they increased this year's pork uh, output higher by about a half a percent but next year they moved that up by two percent so whether or not that calculates it's it's likely to change from here but it was a bit of a negative for this market as we headed into this week and we did drop a little more than a dollar across the curve to start out on Monday. We'll see if we have any type of turnaround Tuesday there. And Joe, as we talk about the overall economy here in the United States and kind of the buying power of the individual person and how that ties in, of course, with the livestock markets and willing to pay some of those higher prices, what do you think about right now just the average person here in the United States and the economy and their kind of feelings on having any extra money to spend right now? Yeah, you know, we've come into this uh, summer really surprised at the relatively strong health of the consumer financials. And that was reflected in that really good draw for beef demand and keeping those prices elevated here, even at the grocery store when we're talking about, again, you know, prices that can be some 20% or more higher than a year ago. We know inflation is a big issue, but consumers have caught up. Now, unfortunately, we are seeing some signs of deterioration overall in uh, the personal financial situations uh, on average, and that just fits with generally some uh, rising concern about the economy here that we're going to continue to keep an eye on. Uh, I don't think I'm going to sound the alarm bells just yet, but it's worth watching, as always, that we keep an eye you know, whether it's grains or livestock, just on the general uh, tenor of these outside financial markets, because, you know, as tight as we can be, whether it's on uh, soybean stocks or on, you know, fed cattle supplies, it, it sometimes doesn't matter if the, you know, stock market's selling off and everybody's nervous and rallying the dollar and a flight to safe haven. And that 
has occurred to some degree already, but it's not, uh, again, so far an alarm that, um, uh, you know, I want to uh, say dashes our chances still for what we generally expect could be higher commodity prices, you know, into the end of the year, early next year. Joe Camp of Comstock, our guest here today. Lots of great information as always. Joe, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with Comstock for even more marketing information? Yeah, access to our report and all of our contact information up at Comstock.com. Joe Camp, thank you so much. Have a great day. Have a great day. Rest of your week. Thanks. That was Joe Camp with Comstock. It's time now for a check of the numbers. December corn down a half cent at 489 and a half. November soybeans up seven and a quarter at 12.93 and a half. January soybean meal up four dollars and seventy cents at 390.60. January soybean oil down 29 cents at 54.83. Chicago wheat down two and three quarters at 601 and three quarters. Minneapolis wheat up two and three quarters at 731 and a half. Kansas City hard red wheat up one and a quarter at 670 even. March oats up a quarter of a cent at 401 and three quarters. On the Merck, December live cattle up 70 cents at 187.20. November feeder cattle up 32 cents at 250.25. December lean hogs up $1.25 at 69.55. And class three milk unchanged at 17.39. This has been a check of the opening markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters.